Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. All right, gang, uh, welcome to this week's episode of the Rich Court Yanks podcast. I recorded a show open here a little bit. I'm recording this on a Monday morning, and uh, there was not much breaking news in the world of baseball, so we covered the Yankees' um, roster moves. We will continue to cover that here as you get into the show, but I had to add this on the top because some breaking news just when I thought there was none came across. Um, it has to do with the Boston Red Sox-Minnesota Twins game. And essentially, um, what had happened was there was a shooting in Minnesota. 20-year-old Adante Wright was fatally shot during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, a suburb of Minneapolis. Um, while it's being investigated and while everything is going on with that, the Minnesota Twins, for fear of riots or for fear of just trouble in general or for fear of the players not wanting to play, they have delayed or postponed that game. Um, to a later date. When that's going to be, we don't know. When it's going to be made up, but uh, some pretty big news there where, you know, not COVID, not injuries, not anything else, um, but an actual shooting. So I'll read you the official press release from the Twins. Out of respect for the tragic events that occurred yesterday in Brooklyn Center, the following uh, and the following, the additional details evolving in this situation minnesota twins have decided it is in the best interest of our fans staff and players and community to not play today's games the decision was made by the minnesota twins after consultation with major league baseball and local and state officials information regarding the rescheduling of today's game and corresponding ticket details will be released in the near future the minnesota twins organization extends its sympathy to the family of Dwayne wright um this is not a political show so we will not get into politics my personal feelings aside, I just wanted to cover that as far as breaking news in the world of baseball. And hopefully um, we'll have more details or you can get with your local news organization and actually follow from there. But as it relates to baseball, uh, that's some breaking baseball news. Now back to the regular show. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Rich Core Yanks podcast, and we have one complete 
2021 Yankee season in the books to talk about here on this week's show. So a lot to get into. Uh, we're going to play some of the highlights of the audio clips with the Orioles series and the series with the Tampa Rays uh, in a little bit here. Uh, this part of the show is where we talk about breaking news. Really not much going on in the world of baseball this week. All's quiet as far as the major news is concerned. So instead, let's talk about some Yankee roster news. Um, Domingo Roman was sent down to the alternate site. Um, a lot of people can look at that as a demotion for the way he pitched his first two starts, and that really isn't it. With the off day, the Yankees technically would not need that extra starter for about seven, eight days. So essentially, he can be sent down to the alternate site for the 10 days, and it really isn't a problem. And what it also does is, unfortunately, because of the poor performance of Kluber and Herman not getting very deep into games, the Yankees have been taxing their bullpen. This gives them another uh, arm. They bring up uh, Albert Abreu, big, good-looking pitcher. I had a chance to see a couple years ago down in Tampa. Uh, just looks like a major leaguer. He's got, got a couple really good pitches. He's strong, just big kid. He looks solid. Who knows what he's going to be at the major league level, but he got his chance yesterday in Sunday game against the Rays, and he looked pretty solid in uh, what was essentially a, an ending up a mop-up role. But, um, so that's what they did. They, they bring him down. Uh, he'll be back. Send him down there. Let him work on some stuff. Maybe get out of his head because, I mean, look, he was the best pitcher in spring training by far. Um, has not translated in his first two starts of the 2020 campaign, but it's very early. And that is a theme that you're going to hear a lot today. Me saying that it's very early and we don't need to panic. I know it's frustrating. You're dying for the baseball season to get started. You're ready to go. You want the ace to get hot out of the gate. And so far, they've been anything but hot. So that being said, um, the other roster moves they made was the Yankees picked up uh, Odor. Uh, we talked a little bit in last week's episode. Um, he did finally make it to the team and make it to the roster. To make that roster move happen, the Yankees sent down Tyler Wade, who had an option. Look, we talked about this in the preview editions, um, and I said I don't really know where Tyler Wade's position is, um, with the exception of he's fast and he's the only guy currently that plays uh, shortstop, backup shortstop to Gleyber Torres. So, Yanks have a dilemma of a sense. Um, what do they do? They send them down because they need offense. Tyler Wade does not give you offense. That's what they need. They're hoping the door can give them some offense. And as we talk about in um, the wrap-up of the race series, you'll see that he did actually provide a little bit of that with a big hit for the Yanks. So they're sacrificing defense because the only way to get him playing time, essentially, is at second base. Now, he has played some third base in spring training, but essentially he's a shortstop. I mean, a second baseman, pardon me. So right now that's where DJ is. This might kill two birds with one stone. Jay Bruce, Bruce has been struggling uh, at the bat besides one kind of cheapy porch job home run. Um, he has not really been performing um, offensively, and the Yankees need offense. So you slide DJ over to first base. Odor plays second, and there you go. <laughs> Doesn't solve the problem of a backup shortstop, but I think as we saw, um, the Yankees trying uh, Gio Urshela. At shortstop, I think he is going to be the backup shortstop in a pinch. Um, the Yankees also have an infield problem until Boy gets back because they don't have enough guys to play the positions that they need, unfortunately. So I just told you that essentially your first baseman right now is DJ LeMahieu with Jay Bruce backing him up. Your second baseman would be Odor with DJ LeMahieu backing him up. Your shortstop would be Gleyber Torres with Gio Urshela backing him up. And your third baseman is Gio Urshela with no real backup. Um, DJ LeMahieu, I guess, would be the backup third baseman at that point. DJ can't play every day, so if he's backing up another position, that means he's not getting a day off. So, 
we'll see what happens. They've just got to patch it together until Boyd gets back. Uh, no real word on the timetable for him to get back, but once he gets back, I think all will be right in the world. I think uh, that'll stop a lot of problems. Actually, the only thing it does do is it kind of eliminates the spot for Odor to get out bats because you're going to slide DJ back to second. I suppose you could uh, put DJ at third base, give Gio a day, or give Glaber a day. It's kind of a, a moving parts. Boyd comes back to first, you put Odor at second, you give Gio the day at short, giving Glaber a day off, and then DJ plays third. So, blah, 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 you get the point. Lots of moving pieces. That's really it for, for the news in Yankee land or breaking news at the top of the show. We're going to come back here in a second, and we will get to breaking down the first two series, first three-game set against the Orioles, and then three games against the uh, new rivals, the Tampa Rays. shaken up at the plate there yeah i think he's i think he's all right he just kind of I, I think wrenched his neck a little bit on the tag um but just with him in there he, he seemed to be okay going back to the 10th inning the error on the throw from glaber what did you see from him yeah, there just just you know just an in between you know made a really tough hop over there for for jay just a throw that you know, you got to be more on target in that spot, and and you know it turned into a real tough play over there for for Jay, and end up allowing him to to grab the lead there. Aaron, a lot had been made of his defensive struggles last year. You guys talked a lot about the improvements he made throughout the spring, but when plays like that happen, do you worry that that could get in a fielder's head? Well, I think the important thing is to continue to reinforce. Um, you know, a lot of the good things, a lot of the progress that he legitimately has made. Um, and, you know, whether it's from all the all the reps we saw in spring training, the routine, the work he's doing, um, you know, you got to continue to lean on that and believe in that and trust in that because he has all the capabilities to be able to go out there and do it. Um, you know, you have a high high profile miscue or something. You got to be able to work past that. And the good thing about Glaber Torres is he great. He's a great player, and 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 he and he was working hard at his craft. And he has all the equipment to get through that and to get past that and and come out of this on the other side. So, you know, there's going to be trials and bumps along the way for all of us in in you know in this game. And but the important thing is that. You know, he has the confidence to know he has the equipment to get through it. Right, 13 strikeouts, no walks, retired the last 12 you faced. In your mind, what was the key in navigating yourself for the Orioles lineup? Uh, well, I thought that we played good. I thought Jay made a great play in the first to kind of, you know, cut the momentum down there. I mean, one probably doesn't kill us, but, you know, it was nice to get out of there unscathed. Bit fortunate. And then I thought that we just um, kept them off balance and uh, made a lot of good pitches. Um, you know, came in the zone, I think, sometimes when they weren't expecting and, um, you know, got into got him to chase off of, um, you know, good pitches for the back-to-back. -back. Aaron Boone talked about 
the consistency you had with your fastball at hit 101 tonight, did you feel like you had particularly good command of your fastball tonight compared to the first start? Uh, yeah, it was it definitely improved. You know, started off with, I think, a ball in the grass in the first inning, so that's not ideal, but um, it, it improved. At, at, you know, I, I thought we hit pretty, three, three quadrants pretty well tonight, and we were able to pressure the other one with uh, some off-speed offerings, so uh, you know, we used the zone pretty effectively. Go next to Andy Martino. Uh, Garrett, is it any easier to be consistent with the delivery out of the gate in the season uh, this year, given the fact that it was normal spring training, no two-month playoff or whatever? Do you feel uh, more like you'd want to feel at the beginning of a season than yeah. you did a year ago? Yeah, I mean, it feels much more normal. Um, you know, last year was last year was certainly challenging, um, but. You know, not that not that every year doesn't come with its challenges, but um, you know, I've, I've done this this progression for a while now, so I'm more comfortable doing this. And also, the just the increased use of that changeup over the last couple of years in these first two games is that something that you came into the season with just by design? You wanted to be a little bit have that percentage up, or is that feel of the game and getting swings? Yeah, I think I think the opportunities presenting itself. Um, you know, and, and we're just, you know, trying to just always evolve. And, and um, you know, I, I think last year when, you know, some other pitches weren't working, we were kind of forced to to try to find opportunities to attack a strike zone with it. And I think um, it just kind of continued that mentality. So you built some confidence in it last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You know, I used it sparingly, 18 and 19. If their days would be, their days would be good. So you know, we'd lean on it. But um, you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise to a certain extent. You know, being forced to use it in some situations last year, and and um, you know, trying to identify better reads and opportunities to throw it. So you know, just trying to get better. Tom Marion, please unmute. Garrett, does it feel different pitching the second time out in the season as opposed to the opening game that you pitch? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, opening day is kind of, you know, it's kind of a one-off. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it still feels early, but it, it's, uh, you know, it was a night game. Felt, felt, felt different than opening day. Pete Caldera, go ahead. Unmute that bad boy, Petey. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We'll come back to you, Petey. Dan Martin. Pete wanted to ask you, uh, you got Tyone uh, going tomorrow, given your relationship with him, what, what is that going to be like to be able to watch him finally make his return to the mound? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be special, um, you know, uh, but I think, um, I think we'll, you know, put the emotions aside and just try to get after the Orioles first and uh, hopefully have a bourbon or two on the plane if, uh, if it's a good day and maybe three or four if it's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
All right, uh, Justin Shackle, please unmute. Hey, Gary. Was, uh, was this your best performance since arriving in New York? Um, it's hard to say, you know. Uh, it's hard to say. Cleveland was pretty good. Uh, you know, there was some... There's some, yeah, Cleveland was pretty good. You know, the Rays, I mean, I know the line doesn't look the same, but I think I pitched against them eight times last year. So it's kind of, kind of gets tough when you kind of face somebody eight times in like nine weeks. But um, it was, uh, it was a good day today. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was certainly, certainly a good day. Ron Blum, please unmute. more comfortable here in your second go-around and be more comfortable, let's say, in Houston in the second year? And how does that help you? So. Oh, um, yeah, I, well, I, I certainly think definitely more comfortable. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if Houston's a, a good comparison because there's no place like New York, but certainly, certainly, you know, just teammates wise socially wise uh it's been you know, a lot easier than you know inserting yourself into a new team uh into the environment that we had last year um and um you know a more normal setting more normal season people in the stands uh it's definitely it's definitely more normal so therefore yeah i, I, I feel a little more comfortable for sure All right, Yankee fans, now we get to the uh, breakdown of this week that was for the Yankees. Uh, to sum it up, we're going to break it down uh, series by series here. The Orioles three-game set and the Rays three-game set. The Yankees split it with a 500 record going two wins and one loss against the Orioles and two losses and one win against the Rays. We're going to cover some of the bullet points. I'm not going to break down these games pitch by pitch, obviously. I'm going to kind of give you the highlights and then what I thought the issues or the highlights of each pitching and offensive performance were. So game one, Yankees take that one seven nothing. Uh, the story of this one was uh, Giancarlo Stanton with a massive grand slam to straightaway center. Uh, Judge also had a home run in this game, a wall scraper. Uh, Montgomery looked very sharp, um, uh, very solid, and it's kind of going to be the tales of two Montgomerys because he bookends the start and the end of this podcast as far as the games are concerned. But um, overall, he looked good. Um, pitching performance was solid, not dominant, but solid. A, uh, nothing more than you expect from a fourth or fifth starter. Um, I think he looked very serviceable in this game. Um, and Judge getting off to another good start this year, a hot start. We'll talk about that in a second. And the bad part of that, but Stanton looks locked in. Stanton's funny because he can sit there, he can strike out, he can go three strikeouts, he can go for four, and then the next day it doesn't seem to face him. He gets up and just hits a monster blast. So I think we're going to have to all live with this uh, Stanton vortex that we're in, where it's going to be hit or miss, feast or famine with Stanton. But at least you can say that he is, uh, at the very least, composed at the at the mound. So game two at the plate, I should say. Um, Garrett Cole takes the mound in what was his most dominant performance. 
as a Yankee thus far. Goes seven shutout innings, 13 strikeouts, just looked incredible. Um, Aaron Judge, another monster night, three hits, four RBIs, three-run home run. Everything you'd want from the Yankees happened in this game here, and the Yankees take the second game, 7-2. to two. Third game was a game that the Yankees gave away, and we're going to talk about this team uh, pretty regularly here during these first two breakdowns of series because this was a game that, you know, all right, let's get let's get to the breaking news. It gets released that Aaron Judge is going to be out because of soreness. You guys have all heard this by the time you're listening to the podcast. But my thoughts on this, he missed uh, three days, two games, uh, one off day essentially with soreness. Um, they didn't specify what it was, just that they were being extra careful. Um, there wasn't a specific injury. It was just general soreness. Um, I understand being careful with these guys. I really do. And the Yankees are a completely different team when judges in the lineup. He, they're, they're, they're a completely different animal for sure. Um, but five games into the season, he needs a three-day rest is alarming and it's troubling. And Yankees, with all the time that he's missed, I mean, in his average, he's missed, you know, 30% of each season that he's played in thus far due to injury that, you know, Yankee fans see that come across their timeline and they get worried. I know I got worried. So long story short, he is back. Let's just skip to the chase. He actually is back and he looks okay. Although I was scared to death watching him run in the Rays game coming around third base. But, um, you know, you got to send him out there to play. You know, you can't. These games are important. You know, it might seem like a meaningless extra inning loss to the Orioles, and we'll get to why they lost in a second, can be important at the end of the year. You know, these games count. They're not exhibition. You lose the game by two or three you lose the division by two or three games or home field advantage by two or three games, which home field is a real thing this year with fans understand. You can look back at some of these games. The reason they lost this game wasn't because Judge was in there, although maybe it was. Uh, the reason they lost this game was Gleyber Torres. In the 10th inning, just a terrible error. Just, you know, routine ground ball, and he just throws it away. You know, cost the Yankees a chance to get out of an inning and possibly win the game. And he's looked suspect going back to last year at shortstop. He's a liability defensively, unfortunately, right now. And it looks like he's in his head because this was a routine ground ball. They just had too much time to think about or whatever it was, but um, he just tossed it away. Um, essentially, uh, you know, the Yankees pitching has not been the problem. You know, even when the starting pitcher had starting pitching has faulted, the bullpen has looked fantastic this year and really picked them up. So starting pitching is not the, not the reason for the Yankees' woes. It's offense. And the Yankees are not hitting. You know, when the Yankees don't hit, everything gets exposed. You know, every little mistake gets exposed. And that's what happened in this series. They could have swept, should have easily swept the Orioles and got three games. And they would have made the sting of losing two out of three to the Rays. Uh, you know, spoilers, as we talk about it in a minute. Um, not as bad had you swept the Orioles. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you took two out of three. You take care of business. You want to win series. But, um, you know, an opportunity missed as far as I'm concerned. Because they had a chance to take all three against the Orioles, who they generally play very well against. Um, it is what it is. I'll take the two out of three. Judges back in the lineup, so, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, and that's our first three games against the Orioles. Ten to five, time to hear from Aaron Boone now as he talks to the media. And Meredith and the manager's report brought to you by GEICO. Aaron, Corey Kluber obviously wasn't helped out by the errors, but it didn't seem as though he was nearly as sharp as he was his first time out. What did you think was the issue for Kluber yeah, this afternoon? I'm not a, I actually thought stuff-wise he was pretty good. Maybe maybe ticked up a little bit. Um, you know, a couple plays not being behind him led to a really long inning there, and 
then obviously, you know, once you get up in the mid-30s there, pitch count in that inning was just kind of ran out of, you know, and, you know, he's, Rosarena hits the ball just out of the reach, almost a double play ball. I think just a couple of things that didn't really go his way today uh, led to really just a really tough long inning for him. But I thought stuff-wise, and you know, I have to see it a little bit more, but I thought stuff-wise he was good. Is it frustration to see some of the defensive miscues there early in the game? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the ball to third, tough play getting around that, you know, DJ kind of just with our situation last minute, go over to third, even though he's very accustomed to do that. You know, it's kind of a tough on the run play. And then, you know, the pop up, the long run, it, it's a really difficult play, obviously ones that we expect to make, but um, yeah, it's frustrating to have an inning like that, especially after we, we put together some good at bats to take the game back. The, the standard caveat that it's one game, it's game seven, but just because of how intense things were with you guys last year, were you hoping to, you know, to send more of a, a message in this opening game, you know, the new year and, uh, you know, just uh, against these guys? I mean, we always want to send a message, you know, we, we always want you to know who, who you're playing and so, but, you know, the message is sent throughout the year as far as with our play we have to play consistent and play well and if we do that we'll be the team we expect to be so um you know i don't really get that caught up into you know making a statement here uh in one game and when you obviously the third and you had the four batter run uh uh with, the, with all i'm sorry your first four runs but what did you think of the, the heading overall against uh and the relievers uh, it was uh, uh, really good. Waiter legging one out, you know, um, to get it going, with, all with two outs. And then obviously DJ smokes the ball, Stanton going the other way, and then Hicksy really getting into one. It's good to see us string together some of the bats like that to, to put together a really good inning, um, you know, but obviously weren't able to do enough there and then just didn't do enough uh, to hold them down. They, they put a lot of good at bats. They hit some balls hard against us, um, you know, found some holes. Um, you know, they had, a, they had a good day offensively. Thanks, sir. Mm -hmm. We'll go next to Marley Rivera. Um, hi, Aaron. Can you please walk us through the decision of placing Rob Rochella on the COVID uh, list and, and then um, obviously a scratching him from the lineup? Yeah, he just wasn't feeling well before the game. I mean, you know, probably in a, in a reaction you know, the vaccines, um, you know, we had a number of guys yesterday, not a, not a large number necessarily, but a number of guys that just were feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday. Gio was one of those guys. He actually came in this morning fine. And then once he got rolling a little bit, uh, you know, just kind of had those symptoms a little bit. I just talked to him after the game. He felt, he felt good. So hopefully he's back tomorrow. It's the manager's report brought to you by Geico. Aaron, you didn't get much from the offense today. Why do you think they struggled to put runs on the board? Um, yeah, just couldn't muster enough. Uh, the couple opportunities we had just couldn't cash in. Um, you know, got to, you know, obviously as a group, got to start getting it rolling. 
What have you thought about the offense and the performance of the offense as a whole to start the season? Um, well, I think as a group, we've struggled a little bit to get to catch our stride where we're obviously going to get to. Um, so it's just a matter of us collectively starting to string really good at bats as a group. And when that happens, we'll start to take off. I felt like, you know, yesterday we put together a good inning. Uh, the day before where we got shut down a little bit against the Orioles, I thought we had better at bats coming off a couple of, uh, you know, seven-run games. But, you know, I think it's just collectively as a group just really stringing together tough at bats that were, that I know these guys will over time, but we got to start doing it as a group and really make it difficult on the pitcher. You're next to Brian Hoke. Aaron, how did you feel about Domingo Herman's outing and, um, you know, any concern that he gave up another home, uh, another two home runs today? Um, I actually thought, I thought he threw okay. Obviously the two homers were, you know, a mistake changeup that he kind of yanked down and into Meadows there trying to go away there. And then a first pitch of the inning where he's trying to get a sinker into a Rosa Reina, put it right on the plate and he put a good swing on other than that, you know, a couple balls back to him, one to start an inning by Wendell and then one he deflects, you know, other than that, I, I, I thought he, I thought he threw the ball. Okay. You know, he had a little more life on his fastball today. Um, I thought he settled in pretty well and started, you know, command the secondary stuff pretty well. So really it was just the two home runs today uh, and, and, you know, the inability to grab a couple soft, softly hit balls back to him. Eric Bowen, please unmute. Aaron, as long as you've been here, you always talk about controlling the strike zone at the plate. How have you felt you guys have done in that regard eight games in? Yeah, that, that's an area where, again, I think collectively we got to, you know, we got to be better as a group in that regard, and we will be. Um, you know, these guys are grinding away. These guys are working hard. Um, you know, it's very early in the season, and, and you know, you want to get into that routine and that settle into the regular season um you know i think sometimes early on you want to you you want to you want it bad and and really to to control the zone like this team is capable of you know you just really got to focus on the at bat and not going up there chasing a result and when 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 our guys do that you know they're not going to be held down go next to joel sherman joel Aaron, do you think uh, your team is better than the Tampa Bay Rays? And if so, why? Well, we'll see. I mean, they're one of the teams that we got to compete with in this division. Um, they're obviously a, a, a good team and the defending American League champions. We have expectations of, of being that and more this year. So they're one of the teams we have to go through. Um, and and I'll take our chances, but we got a long way to go from here here between here and then. So I think it's silly to answer that question right now. We got to go out and prove it. Go next to Christy Ackert. Go ahead, Christy. Aaron, uh, Timco has struggled with home, giving up home runs before, I mean, this season. What do you see? Yeah, I'm sorry. What do you see from him that it makes him prone to that? Well, he fills up the strike zone, like, you know, which which we love, you know, he's going, he goes after guys and, and, 
really commands his pitches and and lives in the strike zone. So it's usually not a lot of free passes with him. Uh, you can certainly live with, um, you know, some solo shots here and there. Um, so overall, I don't feel like he's far off from really dialing in a good one. And, um, you know, I think that's just a product of, of filling up the strike zone as much as he does. Marley Rivera. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Christy. Sorry. Um, you've had two short outings from your starters. Is your bullpen set, or do you need to make a move? We'll see. We'll, we'll go in and talk about it. And, you know, obviously we've had to lean on the bullpen a little bit here these last couple of days, especially some of our length guys. So, uh, you know, that's, that'll be something we have to talk about. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Marley Rivera, please unmute. Aaron, how would you assess uh, the work of your defense overall in the first two games of the series? Uh, man, I got to be better. I thought we did a lot of good things today. Gio made a great play, but also, you know, made the air. Um, Guardy with, you know, as good a play you're going to see a left fielder go make, being able to track that down. I thought Glaber made a great play up the middle where they beat the throw out and, and made a couple other good plays. So, um, you know, it's got to be better. You know, you're going to be a great team. We got to be a little bit better and more airtight. And, uh, you know, we just got to continue to work in that area. Dan Martin, please unmute. Aaron, how did, uh, how did Judge come, come through the day? Good. I, I'll go, you know, get with him here, you know, after the settles in, you know, after the game. But it seemed like he, he did fine. And do you expect to start him tomorrow as well, just because of the, the turf? I mean, if, if he, even if he is okay? Yeah, if he's, if, if he's okay, I, I would expect to play him. Yeah. And, and Jay, Jay Bruce has, you know, has struggled on both sides of the ball now, it seems. You know, he's just not looking that comfortable. It, are, you, are you comfortable with him at first base and in the regular lineup uh, going forward here? Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I think he's done a lot of good things defensively, and I do think he has some natural movements over there. Again, it's, it's, it's gaining that everyday experience that you – it's hard to replicate. You got to get reps to to really be where everything's kind of second nature to you. The little nuances of the position become second nature. And I feel like he's done a lot of good in that area, but obviously there's still still room for growth there. And uh, you know, one of those guys we got to got to get rolling at the plate too. Eric Bowen. Is there a decent chance we see Odor in there tomorrow? Uh, a decent chance. We'll see. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Easily. All right, so let's hear from Aaron Judge postgame with the media and Meredith. Hey, Aaron, is there any element of relief that you guys were able to squeeze this one out in the 10th and avoid the sweep? Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was a rough series all around. Um, really haven't been able to get anything going really offensively. You know, kind of missing that big hit. Um, but today, you know, we had Gio Rochelle kind of lead us, you know, just from the first, his first at bat on. You know, we needed a big hit, he hit that homer, and then late, you know, adding a couple more runs for us. So it was, uh, it's always nice ending the series with the win. You know, I wish we would have won the series, but it's good to, you know, on getaway day to get the win. Odor had his first start as a Yankee today, also the go ahead run uh, single in that 10th inning. What does he bring to the table? Wow. He's, he's a guy that brings some versatility. He brings, Bring some energy, 
he's going to have some great at-bats. You know, today he was found off some tough pitches. He's aggressive. You know, that's what you need. You need a guy like that. And, you know, especially in that situation where we need, you know, need someone to step up. You know, he, he took it right there, stepped up, and drove in the run for us. You had missed a couple games with the left side soreness. Can you describe exactly what you were feeling and how you're feeling now? Uh, it's really tough to describe. You know, I'd rather, you know, any soreness based on track record, you'd rather, you know, instead of missing a month, why not miss, you know, one game or two games? You know, what's the difference between, you know, playing 155 or 157, you know? So that was uh, kind of the intent behind it and, you know, feeling good now. We can go next to Dave Lennon. Please unmute. Hey, Aaron, with the chances that you guys had today, you had a bunch of guys on base, but how many times did you just look and say, this is going to be the time we're going to bust out of it here? And then it didn't really happen for you, you know? I mean, I just that had, did that surprise you a little bit that it kind of went on for as long as it did? Yeah, we've, we've always had a little, some struggles here in Tampa. I don't, I don't know what it is, um, especially with guys on base. You know, we just can't, can't muster up that big hit, you know, and, uh, yeah, every single time we go up there, we're always thinking like, "This is it." You know, we got guys on base, a couple knocks, a walk, wild pitches. Like, this is this is our inning. And then you know, we just kind of fall up short. But uh, you know, we got a couple of guys step up for us today. Like I like I was saying earlier, Geo stepping up big for us, especially getting that home run to answer back. Um, Hicksy drove one in with I think a ground ball. It might have been a double play, but got in another run. You know, uh, Ruby, you know, stepping up for us. So uh, it took us a couple games to get that big hit, but we finally did, and you know, we were able to come away with the win. I mean, it seemed when you came around the tying run there that there was little little doubt you guys were going to make sure you got that uh, got that in. Um, I, you, you don't want to use the term, you know, kind of over anxious or anything, but you guys did feel like this was a not a desperate game, but one that you really needed bad. Yeah, every game, every game we need, you know, and uh, that's where sometimes, you know, that's one thing about this team that's special is we got a lot of veteran guys. We got a couple of veteran guys that have played in big games and have been in big situations, you know? So when moments like that come up and, you know, that's where we just got to step back and reflect on those times in the postseason times, you know, big games, you know, against rivals that, you know, Hey, just slow the game down and, you know, do what you do. And if you don't get it done, pass on to the next guy, you know, and, you know, we lacked that a little bit, but we were able to come through with a win and, you know, that's, that's all that matters. Thank you. Marley Rivera, go ahead. Please unmute. Um, hi, Aaron. How do you feel at the plate right now? Really good. You know, hitting the ball hard, um, trying to swing at pitches in the zone, you know, taking my walks, you know, so we're uh, it's, it's still early in the season. You know, we're always trying to improve, but feeling great. All right, gang, time to talk about the second series that the Yankees uh, had this week, and I was down in Tropicana Field uh, against the Tampa Rays, our number one rival, I would say, as of the last few years is the Yankee Rays. Uh, these teams don't like each other. It was reported many times during the broadcast during the three games that they don't like each other, um, constantly hitting batters. Uh, those things have never really been solved. I don't think it's going to get solved until there's an all-out bench clearing brawl with these two teams and there's some punches thrown and some suspensions, but that's just me. Right about now, the way the Yankees offense is playing, I wouldn't mind seeing that as far as sparking them a little bit as it is. Um, we're going to cover these three games here and then we're going to quickly preview the next series for the Yanks, but the Yanks lose this series two games to three, 10 to five, four zero, and they win the final game eight to four in extra innings. Um, nothing to sum up in the two losses with the exception of Kluber, 
did not look well, did not go very long, gave up five earned runs, uh, made the Yankees tax the bullpen. Domingo Roman, more of the same. These guys are not giving the Yankees length, and it's costing them. Um, in this series, in a couple of the losses, a couple of the, the offensive highlights, uh, Aaron Hicks homered, um, you know, Aaron Judge with another single. Uh, not much to really go crazy about. Brett Gardner has been pretty hot to start here. Doubled. Gary Sanchez has been steady. Um, but, you know, offensively, not much to talk about there. Um, we'll sum up the Yankee win last night with the newest Yankee getting his first start, Odor. And I'm avoiding saying his first name because I can't pronounce it, so it is what it is. Um, we talked a little bit about the show up and about where he's going to get playing time. But listen, the Yankees put him out there and he did it. Now, I got to give credit to Montgomery. Montgomery started this game here. Um, did not have his good stuff. Gave up uh, two two-run home runs, um, but settled down and gave the Yankees what they needed more than anything. I mean, even if this was going to be a blowout, which it didn't end up being, Yankees needed length. They needed some innings, and he pitched into the six, which is exactly what they needed because they have burnt the, the bullpen the two days before with Kluber and with Herman. So a uh, good job of Mon Montgomery settling down, really showing a sign of maturity as he settles down. And the bullpen was stellar again. The bullpen's been really solid. There's been no holes in the bullpen whatsoever. Uh, maybe a slight hiccup from McNelson, but for the most part, the bullpen's been solid. And on the bullpen note, on an offshoot, uh, Zach Britton was at the stadium uh, working out a little bit. Hasn't thrown a ball yet, but he looks to be back on schedule as far as that's concerned too. Um, in this game, um, Offensively, I mean, like I said, the star in extra innings was Odor and Glaber Torres, both coming up with big hits. Yankees had a lot of opportunities in this game as well. It's been a, the story of the 2021 season is missed opportunities. DJ Lemay had two more chances in this game to, uh, one more game, chance in this game at least to break it open with the Yankees. Now, they ultimately did break it open uh, after Odor got his single and extra innings to give the Yankees the lead. Sanchez with another big base hit to break it open and give them the comfort where they didn't have to bring in Chapman and they could bring up the guy they just called in, uh, Abreu, to close it out for the Yanks. So uh, a must win. And yeah, you're, you're hesitant to say must win in April, but uh, the Rays have beat us like a drum in that terrible stadium, Tropicana Field. And I guess we can speak on it now a little bit. I live in Florida now. That is the actual closest stadium. That's about equal distance to me and where the Marlins play. Um, so I've been to many Yankee Rays games down there since I moved down to Florida. It is the absolute worst stadium in the history of professional sports. Um, it's it's not meant for baseball. You got catwalks. You got speakers. Nobody goes to the games. They pipe in music. It is an absolute awful atmosphere. The only time the stadium's any kind of full is when the Red Sox and Yankees are in town, and more than half of the crowd is Yankees fans or Red Sox fans. So um, uh, it's just terrible. And you can see from the gameplay if you're watching the series this weekend that you know routine ground balls pop through the infield. Um, you know, balls that, that should be an easy double play might have an extra hop on it where you only get one out. So there's a huge home field advantage for the Rays, I guess you could say. But in this day and age that Major League Baseball is still playing in this kind of stadium is actually an embarrassment to the league. As far as the teams are concerned, like I said, they don't like each other. I'm very happy that the Yankees got one because you got to prove you can beat this team. Essentially, you got to prove that you can beat them, and we did at least one game moving on. We're actually tied now. The Red Sox have taken over the division by a game and a half, and everybody else is in the division is tied at four and five. So um, a disappointing series for the Yankees. I can't even say it was close games that they gave away. They just flat out got beat game one and game two. Um, the offense has not shown up yet. 
Um, but game three, a little late late game heroics and extra innings and some timely base hitting, which the Yankees haven't gotten, managed to get them to salvage a win. So Yankees go two and two losses, one win in a three game series against the Rays. And next up, the Blue Jays. guys as we get ready to wrap up this week's episode and answer a quick mailbag question uh, we look ahead to the next series monday tuesday wednesday and dunedin florida against the blue jays the blue jays still not able to travel freely back and forth to canada because of the covid issues we'll be playing their first few series in their spring training AAA affiliate of dunedin um and it looks like um some Contingency plans are made to get Buffalo ready again, so maybe they can go back and play in Buffalo. I know they're doing some more work on that stadium and moving the actual Buffalo team to the Trenton area to play in the Trenton Stadium, which conveniently was freed up now that the Yankees no longer have the Trenton Thunder as an affiliate. Uh, if we haven't talked about that in the offseason, quick side note, um, the Yankees did lose two affiliates in the minor league shakeup. They lost the Charleston River Dogs, a low A team. And they lost to Trenton Thunder, a double-A team. They gained a high-A team, the Hudson Valley Renegades. Their double-A team is now the Somerset Patriots, which is the other game. Uh, they kept the Tampa Tarpons, a low-A team. And then they kept the Rail Raiders, the triple-A team. So I said that kind of out of order, but we could go again. Low-A team is the Tampa Tarpons. High-A team, Hudson Valley Renegades. The double-A team, the Somerset Patriots. And the triple-A team, the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Raiders. So, talk about this series. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then an off day. They got the Blue Jays 7-7 seven, seven, and a 1 o'clock getaway day start on Wednesday. Uh, Garrett Cole starts tonight for the Yanks, uh, coming off his best performance as a Yankee by far. Um, looking at the numbers against uh, Cole and against the pitcher for Toronto, uh, Robbie Ray making his first start off the injured list, lefty. Um, and believe it or not, the best numbers against him, not a, not a Yankees have actual numbers at all against him, is uh, Jay Bruce, he's batting 444 with nine at-bats, a home run and three ribbies. Um, nobody else has got real numbers. The one who's got the most at-bats against him is DJ LeMay, who at 20 at-bats, he's only batting 250 though. So no real numbers um, to speak of. So. It'll kind of be a crapshoot. As far as the rest of the series is concerned, you got Cole and Ray today, um, Jamison Talion versus Raul on Tuesday, and then Corey Kluber and Stripling at 1 o'clock start on Wednesday against the Blue Jays. Um, Blue Jays took two out of three from us in New York. It would be nice to get to two or three back. Again, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, as a Yankee fan, I don't need sweeps. I like them. They're great. I want two out of three. You give me two out of three all year long, and you're going to have a pretty fantastic year. Um, and that's all I'm looking for with the Yankees out of this series. If they can give me two out of three, I'll be a happy camper. You expect to get a win tonight with Cole. Um, and if you can steal one of those other two games on the road, I'm I'm all for it. So um, hopefully the ballpark isn't an issue for them. Um, it can be kind of strange to play fly balls there you know when you only got the one deck versus the three decks and the outfielders have some issues i know in spring training and now you're going to be playing games here a little bit later than when you would be playing spring training games so i don't know what the sunlight is they'll be playing at night so i guess besides wednesday uh, monday and tuesday won't be an issue but um the blue jays are a scrappy young bunch they they remind me a lot of the tampa rays run the base well they're aggressive take chances um and try to take the most of opportunities that are given to them so 
essentially that's the preview for the Yankees and Blue Jays. Um, we're going to kind of combine the preview with the mailbag question today. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, this, this week's episode will not be going on YouTube. Um, I don't know if I'll continue to be putting episodes on YouTube at all. Guys, honestly, it's a lot of work to get it out on YouTube, and it doesn't look like many people are actually using it. They're using the traditional method of the audio listen to the full show. Um, as I said it before, I could not post because of copyright issues. I cannot post the clips that I post on the this version of the show, the full version of the show, on the YouTube page. So it's essentially just my breakdowns. Um, I just put it there thinking people might want to consume the podcast that way. I will leave the page up for other events if I actually do go to games and stuff like this year which I will hopefully do I'll post videos and stuff and use the utilize the page for that um, you can see some videos on there right now of my uh, trip last year to Tampa and some practices but um, alright so we're going to get to the mailbag now and our question comes from Mike W from Tampa Florida ironically Mike W says do I think the Yankees will overreact to the slow start and make any drastic roster changes. Um, thanks for your question, Mike. I appreciate it. And uh, before I answer the question, I just want to remind you guys, if you do have a question, richcoreyanks at gmail.com is where you send us any emails, anything if you need large files. Besides that, hit us up in the DMs of uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Rich Core Yanks is where you go. Um, to answer your question, Mike, uh, no. I think they've already made some tweaks to the roster, and I think that's why Jay Bruce is on the bench. Um, I think that's why you saw Brett Garner get in there for Clint Frazier. So is it overreacting? No. Um, is it riding the hot hand? That's what a baseball season is all about. Um, I do potentially worry about them playing Brett Gardner a couple games in a row, and I hope that doesn't get in the head of Clint Frazier because he deserves his chance to you know, get a true – He's the starter. He get he gets he should have his chance to start and get a full not be insecure about you know Brett Gardner is going to take his spot at the second he goes over three. So I do worry about that. I have a feeling he'll be back in the lineup tonight. I have a feeling Jay Bruce will be back in the lineup tonight just because of his numbers against Robbie Roy. Um, so no, I think it'll be a continuous thing. They're going to ride on hand. You know that's what a manager is paid to do. That's what the numbers are there for. Um, Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Does the guy need a day? Does the guy need a blow? And that's going to happen throughout the course of the, the year. Uh, the Yankees are an off day on Thursday. I think you'll see all hands on deck for the next three days. I think everybody plays, um, with the exception of, obviously, uh, Sanchez getting a day off here somewhere. Um, will it be today? Will, will Higgy get to start today? I'm not sure. Um, we'll see. I think Stanton is due for a day off, to be honest with you, but we'll see. Uh, maybe you put Sanchez as the DH, but it is what it is. Uh, thanks for your question again, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, and that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. I appreciate you guys checking it out, listening every week. The numbers have been great. We're uh, rapidly approaching 10,000 listens here pretty soon. Um, so I appreciate you for that. I do appreciate all the support. Um, and I know a lot of times uh, the episodes are quick and breaking. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. And again, this is not meant to be anything but me getting out my opinions and views and sharing them with other Yankee fans. So until next week, guys, thank you for listening to the show and go Yankees. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> he like an yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking bull. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs>
You having fun yet? Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. 